707, almost 708 with Don Wade and Roma. I tell you, this uh, Wisconsin thing is uh, just just uh, soaking up all the oxygen. But uh, there's this other state next to us, uh, Indiana, that deserves some attention. And the Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels is with us this morning. Uh, good morning, Governor. How's America's uh, model married couple this morning? Well, I don't... <laughs> Hi, Mitch. It's wonderful to have you back. Um, you know, this business that's going on in Wisconsin, you've, you've been through that in, in Indiana some years ago, uh, getting rid of the collective bargaining uh, business. Um, and and uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what's your knee-jerk reaction to what happened overnight with, uh, with the Republicans in Wisconsin? Well, they got. To, I think they they did the right thing. Let me put it this way: that um, that the uh, the taxpayers of Wisconsin will be dramatically better off because of it. Um, you know, I don't know anything more about the process that they used, but I think that you know this is a right and fair outcome. I can just tell you, in, in Indiana, uh, uh, we not only save just buckets of money, um, but more to the point, the most important reason that that the, uh, we uh, terminated uh, or discontinued uh, uh, collective bargaining in the public sector or state uh, government here was so we could serve people better. You couldn't move a Xerox machine from one room to the other um, without the union's permission before. And we've made thousands of changes. That's how come our parks are better than ever, how come your tax refund comes back twice as fast, and how come you get in and out of a Bureau of Motor Vehicles branch in less than 10 minutes. And Making all those changes to serve people better was really the most important a- impact we had. Yeah, we saved a lot of money, but uh, that was that was uh, not the whole point. In the Wall Street Journal this morning, uh, the piece written by Scott Walker, governor up there, he says, why I'm fighting in Wisconsin, and about uh, th- three-quarters of the way through it, he refers to you saying, when Governor Mitch Daniels repealed collective bargaining in Indiana six years ago, it helped government become more efficient and responsive. The average pay for Indiana state employees has actually increased, and high-performing employees are rewarded with pay increases or bonuses when they do something exceptional. So yeah, this is a very important point. You know, we have fewer um, state employees in Indiana now than we did in 1978, but the ones we have are, are paid significantly more. I mean, we tried to move to a model of fewer employees, better paid, um, and um, you know I think that, that the results, the results that matter are what does the public experience? Uh, do they get a better service uh, for their tax dollars? And we measure everything, and we can prove that they do. Now you, by executive order, eliminated bargaining rights for the state employee unions. Why was there no brouhaha over that in your state? I'm really not sure, except that I. Uh, I just, uh, you know, you're, you're correct, uh, Roma, that uh, the Indiana uh, legislature had never authorized this. It had been done by the stroke of the previous governor's pen, and that's why I was able to discontinue it the ah, same way. I and I thought we might have a great big uh, uproar, but we didn't. The only thing that happened was government got more efficient, and by the way, once once it was their own free choice, 90-plus percent of the state workers quit paying the union dues. And, and uh, gave themselves a little raise. So uh, that that was, uh, I thought, kind of instructive. You started with a $600 million deficit and trimmed enough from the budget to already have a surplus one year later, and now you have a surplus of 
what, $800 million? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. the situation was really worse than that because the state government had stiffed the schools and local governments for several hundred million more. But um, we were fortunate enough to get all that fixed, and, and we were ready for the recession when it hit. You know, it's really uh, uh, sobering to see what's happening in so many other states. I won't even mention yours, but, you know, in Pennsylvania, see, I read that they're going to cut public education 20% and higher ed 52%. We never wanted Indiana to get in that position, and... Um, and happily, we were we were able to get the ship squared away before the before the storm started. Explain the the uh, significance of your streamlining the state's um, B- Bureau of Motor Vehicles. What was going on there? Well, it would take a while to say. I don't know a state that doesn't hate its license branches, but I think ours were as bad as any. And I used to say that um, Hoosiers would uh, take a. Uh, box lunch and a copy of War and Peace when they went to the license branch and hope not to finish both of them before somebody paid attention to them. Um, we had to make a, a lot of changes, and, and some uh, people didn't like it first. But at the end, you know, that, that system has won. is the only one ever. It's won the Best in America Award back-to-back uh, the last couple of years, and um, we're just enormously proud of those folks. But it's a good example. You had to be free to make significant changes in the way work was done where the branches were, um, and um, that, that's why, uh, that, that's really, again, the main point behind trying to get, get free of these uh, restrictions. Uh, an interesting Associated Press piece written recently starts off by saying, uh, Governor Mitch Daniels has spent years talking about issues that uh, typically make voters' eyes glaze over, cutting spending, balancing budgets, shrinking government. The priorities haven't changed much in Daniel's six years as governor, but suddenly voters are paying attention, and they're talking about Wisconsin, Ohio, New Jersey, all these other states now, and it's become a big issue. But you were there uh, talking about this uh, so long ago and actually doing something. You were known as um, uh, you were known as the Blade uh, during well. the, uh, the the Bush administration, right? Because you you did a lot of cutting. In fact. You got you got smacked by uh, by Congress because you uh, you you made some remark about uh, Congress's motto is don't just stand there spend something. Yeah. Well, I got smacked around a lot in that in that job, but that's part of it. I, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I I wouldn't say that most most taxpayers don't glaze over completely. It's their money you're talking about, and if you're talking about ways to be more careful with it or spend it more wisely, most of them are pretty interested. I mean, I obviously now with with probably 46, seven states in terrible financial shape. Uh, this is all uh, more, more topical, but, uh, you know, I always found that, that, uh, you know, people were interested in giving you their point of view and, and their suggestions. Uh, uh, cause after all that, that tax money is not the government. It's, it's yours. Hey, you know, you guys haven't thanked me yet. You know, we're doing our best here to boost your Illinois economy. We, we've exported, uh, our house democratic minority have been camped out in a, Comfort in over there in Urbana for three weeks, and uh, I, I think you guys would be a little bit grateful. Well, we're doing the best we, we can to keep them uh, entertained, uh, keep them to spend as much money here as possible. Um, but what, they fled over what? It's the right to. Um, what, why are they all over here, by the way? Well, it isn't entirely clear. Um, they, they initially <laughs> bolted when somebody, and it wasn't me, um, one of the legislators proposed a private sector, so not government unions like we've been talking, but private sector right-to-work bill, the kind that exists in about half the states. But, you know, then that was 
withdrawn, and then the, suddenly from a hot tub over there they issued an ultimatum with an, another 11 bills on it that they said had to be killed before they would come to work. It's interesting. The first four of the 11 were uh, right out of President Obama's race to the top agenda to improve education, which is something I happen to agree with him on. But uh, so the the demands have shifted, but uh, but they're uh, they've still they're still over there. You know, uh, best I can tell, under your uh, election law, they're all they're all uh, legally eligible to run for mayor of Chicago now, aren't they? They are indeed eligible, and also we think they're eligible to pay income tax in our state if they're well, working. You know, they... I, w- I wondered if somebody would think of that. Uh, uh, so you you know you might get the Department of Revenue over there and and. Uh, See if you can collect a little. Well, we collect from professional athletes who come in and. If uh, they play one game here, yeah. we collect from their winnings. So I can't imagine. I mean, the Wisconsinites have been claiming they're working from here, from their hot tubs. And you obviously, your Indiana, your Hoosiers are claiming the same thing. So I, are, are, are you afraid, uh, Governor? It's an interesting point of law, you know, the. Uh, um, you know, they got they collected a whole year's salary. They, for some reason, they get paid at the front of the year, so they collected a year's salary and then uh, and then ran for the border, which is which is good work if you can get it. Yeah, uh, are you are that? you at all afraid of an uh, 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 Indiana government shutdown? Oh, I just hope earnestly that things won't go that far. And I and yet, just yesterday, for the first time, there was a uh, an overture from the. Uh, from the minority that uh, to, to the Speaker of the House uh, that, that made it sound like perhaps we can get back to work. But, you know, we're, we're, we have we have a contingency plan if it ever got to that. Uh, we have several months before our fiscal year ends, so I'm very hopeful we'll get it all worked out. But uh, there have been days lately when um, our friends in this minority have behaved as though they'd be happy to just bring the whole state to a halt if, if they took it to get to their way. You know, in the CPAC speech that you made last month, you referred to the budget deficit as the new red menace. So you're looking at these national problems that we're facing as well. Um, any further thoughts from you and the fair ladies of your household on whether you will throw your hat in the presidential ring? No, really nothing to add to that. I, I, I just sort of sit here just trying to more or less mind my business. I've answered questions or spoken out on things that trouble me about the country, but you know, I never set out to run for president. I'm not doing anything about it now, um, but I've agreed to think about it. We still will. I'll tell you this, all the things we just discussed have a bearing, too, because I'm not um, uh, going to take my eye off this job and the duty that's here and the, and the opportunities we have to do some important things for our future uh, in Indiana, and that's going to come first, and if it gets in the way of this other notion, then it does. That, okay. That other well, notion. You've worn lots of hats, been aide to Reagan and budget director for Bush and uh, aide to Lugar, Richard Lugar, senator from Indiana. Also uh, one of the drug czars at Eli Lilly, right? Yeah, I mean, the 15 years that matter most to me were the years in business in a couple of places, including uh, Lilly and I. Uh, you know, I really thought that's where I would finish my working days and then life intervened. But um, I know I've been uh, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to try my hand at different things. 
Well, you're an amazing man. We're yeah. proud to have you south of here. I wish you'd spread yourself up here some. Well, if uh, again, I'd 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 call the hot revenue hotline down there and get somebody get somebody down there and see if you can assess a little bit of that money. It might help you guys get out of your own debt problem. That's a great idea. We'll do that. We'll see if we can get him on the air. All right. Governor Mitch Daniels, it's always a pleasure to talk. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so All much. Right. All right. Uh, coming up, we've got... Uh